Welcome to Living the Supernatural Life Podcast. My name is Shade Akimbi. I am your host. Thank you so much for joining me for another time together in the Word of God today. You know, the Word of God comes to bring us into the place that God has planned for us. I want you to be encouraged today that God has a plan and a purpose for you for listening to this uh, Bible teaching today. And I pray that as you're hearing this word, that you are going to embrace that word when it comes. You will be enlightened by the Holy Spirit. And you that when that word comes, you will receive it by faith. And that you pray over that word and ask God to help you to be obedient to that word. Because when we are obedient to the word of God, there is a blessing. God is going to bless you today as you listen to this podcast. So be encouraged, my friend. Amen. Today, the teaching I'm going to be doing today, we are going to focus on spiritual authority. Yes, exercising authority in the word of God. Believing and taking a stand for what God has promised you. Not tolerating defeat. God has not planned any defeat for you. God's plan for us is good. God wants us blessed. God wants you blessed, my friend, today. And I pray that you receive this word and that you are going to be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's go to our first Bible verse today, which is going to be Psalm 34. I'm going to be reading from verse 4. I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. In my desperation, I prayed and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles. Praise God. You know, I I, I just love the facts here that, you know, like David stood in prayer and got total victory. This is actually David, you know, um, sharing his testimony here. I love the fact that he stood in prayer and he got delivered from all his issues. We don't have the specifics of his problems, though. We don't know. I mean, this text here in the word of God is not telling us specifically what those issues were, but the fact remains that he got his breakthrough from those troubles causing him fear and anxiety. Just to think about it anyway, David David had many enemies. David was a man who had many enemies. He had um, he fought a lot of battles. He had enemies not necessarily because he was a bad man. He was a good man. I mean, he wasn't perfect. But you know, he had enemies because he answered the call of God on his life and uh, we, we can expect that you know when you answer the, the call of God when you are living in God's plan and purpose you are obedient to God you can expect the enemy to show up he will try to stop us he will try to stop you because he knows you are a threat you are a threat to his kingdom you are a threat to bringing the purpose of God to pass on this earth. That is one thing the devil does not want. He does. He is absolutely terrified of God's purpose being manifested on earth. So when he sees the children of God taking up courage 
and working in God's plan, he brings the battle on. But thank God we are more than conquerors in Christ. And the same thing with David. David went through so much, but he lived an exemplary life of trust in God. God delivered him. Even though uh, he had to go through a lot, he never lost a battle because David learned how to rely on God. David learned how to give his battles to God. The Bible tells us that the battle belongs to the Lord. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Bible tells us that God is going to raise a standard against the enemy. You know, the life of David, he was a very courageous man and a man who completely trusted in God. And that trust in God really helped him to develop courage. In fact, that is how his courage came because of his trust in God. And as he was learning by faith to walk with God and to see God moving in his life, these experiences, you know, inspired his courage and helped him to trust God. David was very passionate about God. Yeah. And he, with that, he possessed the attitude of it can be done. He, he possessed an attitude of if God is for me, nobody can be against me. And uh, that's one thing. I, I mean, I, David is one of my heroes in the Bible. I loved his courage. I mean, for example, look at the Psalm, Psalm 23. Him saying that even though I walk through the valley and the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. The attitude of like, even death is not able to defeat me because when God is for me, nothing can stop me. David's confidence in the Lord is, is an encouragement to all of us. His confidence is not, was not in himself. David boasted a lot, but his boasting was always in the Lord. You can see even through his writings that it wasn't that David was, um, it wasn't that it was all emotionally was all there. Like he didn't, he was very strong emotionally all the time. No, David had emotional problems. He had low moments. You can see through the, through some of these Psalms where he expressed his fear. He had, he went through anxiety. He, He had depression. But you know the thing about David is always flipped it on God. He always turned his battles to God, like I said. And this is what we are also seeing in this in this prayer. We can see that um, his confidence in God even coming through in this prayer that he prayed. I want to read that verse, Psalm 34, verse 4. I want to read from the Amplified because the Amplified says it a bit more. And I, for what I even want us to emphasize on today, it says this a bit more. Let me read it. Listen to this. Psalm 34 verse 4. I sought, inquired of the Lord, and required of him of necessity. Listen to this. And on the authority of his word, he heard me, and he delivered me from all my fears. Look at that. David said, he sought, he inquired of God. And he required him of necessity. You see the confidence coming through on the authority of his word. And God heard him. And God delivered him from all his fears. It wasn't that David was commanding God. But David was coming from a place of confidence in God. That God is a covenant keeping God. God is faithful to his word. 
and that God keeps his promises. So he was coming from confidence in God, not he wasn't bragging in himself or he wasn't making a demand on God or con- or commanding God, but he was making a demand based on his relationship with God and based on the authority of God. And you know, God loves that. God wants us to have confidence. God wants us to have confidence so that we can rise up against above the enemy. We can become a terror to the devil instead of the enemy terrifying us. It does not please God when we are under the the reign of terror of the devil. God God wants us to, to be above and not beneath. The Bible tells us that when Jesus came, he went about because he was anointed of the Holy Spirit and he went about healing all those who are oppressed of the devil, healing those who are sick, setting the captives free. God wants us free. God wants us to have total victory. Praise God. David got total victory. I just read now, David got victory from all of his problem. God delivered him. God delivered him because he trusted in God. His trust was in God. That's what the word of God says that, you know, that when we trust God, we are blessed. But when we put our trust in our own ability, in our own strength, just if we just trust in ourselves and just trust in this, this natural ability, even the Bible says that that man is cursed because he puts his trust in flesh. He puts his trust in the natural abilities. He puts, he puts his trust in people. That's what the Bible says in uh, Jeremiah chapter 17. You know, it's all good to think positively. I am all for positive thinking. But if our positive thinking is just based on our own natural ability, then we are really missing it. Because by, by our strength, physical strength, natural strength, natural abilities, we cannot prevail against the devil. That's what I just read now in Psalm and sorry, in Jeremiah 7, chapter 17, verse 5 says, Causes the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart turns away from the Lord. When we put our confidence in just positive thinking alone, we can't defeat the devil that way. But look at what verse 7 of that same chapter says in Jeremiah chapter 17. Listen to this. It says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. Whose trust is the Lord? He is like a tree that is planted by water, that sends out its roots by the streams, and does not fear when it comes, for its it leaves remain green. Its leaves is all constantly green. That's what he's telling us here. Yeah, yeah, always flourishing, always fruitful. He's not anxious in the year of drought. When it's drought season, he's not anxious. Because he has put his trust in God. When trouble comes, he's not anxious because his trust is in God. He does not have to, to worry, he does not have to fear because he has put his trust in God. He says, for it does not cease to bear fruit. Praise God. God is not a respect out person. If God did it for David, he can do it for us. He can do it for you too, my friend. I just want to say here, you know, it's quite easy 
naturally to be intimidated when we look at the facts, when you look at the situation confronting us, when we look at the negative circumstances, the report of the doctor, the report of the financial, your bank statements and all these circumstances, the rebellious children, when we see how they are acting, you know, it's very easy to get overwhelmed and get intimidated. And then we, we, we get under pressure to begin to compromise with the devil. Maybe God is giving you a dream, he's giving you a vision for your life, he's giving you a vision for your family, he's giving you a vision for your children, for your ministry, your business. And uh, when you look at, you're looking at your circumstances, they just don't add up. The dream looks so big that, you know, you're just wondering, how can I do this? You know, that's how we actually know when the dream is from God, when the vision is from God, because it's always way too big for us. Because the Bible says that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. It has not entered the heart of man, what God has for us. So to try and rationalize it, to try and capture it with the natural mind, it's, it is difficult. It is impossible. And so, you know, what we can try to do, we try to want to, you know, want to just bring it down. Just say, okay, I'm going to go halfway, compromising with the devil, or try to bring it down to the level that we can manage, we can undo. And when we're doing that, what we're doing is that actually we are boxing ourselves. We are boxing God, you know, and we are stopping ourselves because you cannot bring what is in the spirit by the natural self, by the natural abilities. We have to walk in the spirit because the promises of God are spiritual promises. We also have to walk in the spirit. That means we walk by faith and not by sight and believe God to bring the promise to pass and trust God to guide, to direct, you know, and to bring the promise to pass. And I just want to say to you, whether you're in that place right now, instead of allowing, just staring about at those facts that are really causing you to be cast down, causing you to be stressed out, causing you to be fearful, just turn it to God and say, God, this looks impossible in the natural, but I believe your promise. I believe your word. I believe the vision. I believe you're going to help me. I trust you, God. Help me to walk by faith and not by sight. Guide me and just keep on declaring the promise of God over that vision. Tell God, don't agree with the devil when the devil says your children are going to go to hell because right now they, are, they look like they are having, you know, they are just following the devil they are just with the devil the devil has got them but the word of god says that has promised you that your children will be thought of the lord and great will be the peace of your children and you take that word you say god don't allow the enemy to intimidate you and cause you to to be stressed that your kids are going to hell tell the devil my children are going to be thought of the lord in jesus name god is going to save them the prodigal son after he went out after a while, he came back to his senses. God knows how to bring them to their senses. He knows how they're going to come. God will not violate people's will, but he will give them the, they have the choice, but he knows how to do it and they will come back. One day it will done on them, like he done on the, 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 the prodigal son that, what am I doing here? My, my, I should return to my father's house. 
One day, they too will be like that. They will say, what am I doing here? I, should, I need to go back to the house of God. I need to return back to the Lord. I need to return back to, to my Savior. And they will come to the Lord. So be encouraged. Don't settle for what you see in the natural. Because the God that you're serving is able. You know, it's not only just the facts of the matter, of the problem, the doom and gloom that the devil can use to put us under pressure, cause us to compromise. Also, the devil is good at using our past failures and setbacks to hold us back. The devil knows how to use, you know, this disappointment that we might have suffered, setbacks, you know, the guilt of the past, a shame and condemnation of what we have done in the past to hold us bound in a wheelchair that we are not able to progress forward. And we need to be mindful of that. David had setbacks in his life, but it didn't stop him from moving forward. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 24, verse 16, that the godly man trips seven times, but they will get up again. But one disaster is enough to overthrow the wicked. The righteous man may fall seven times, but God will help them to get back up again. It doesn't matter. You know, if in the past you have done something and you have gone to the Lord and you have repented and you have asked God to forgive you, the Bible says God is faithful and just to forgive us of all our sins and unrighteousness when we ask him. And once you've asked, receive the forgiveness from God and move forward. The devil will try to get you to, you know, to recite it, to live it again, to go through condemnation and shame, something that God has already forgiven you for. The devil will bring it back and that can cripple us. It's not God's will. Once you've had God to forgive you, beloved, move on. A righteous man may fall seven times, but he will get back up again. God wants you to move forward. God wants to do a new thing in your life. God wants to restore. The good thing about God is that the Bible says that God works all things together for the good of those who love him. Even our failures and our setbacks, disappointments, God, it can be used for good. It can be used to transform us. It can be used to, to become a testimony, to display the glory of God, to show the excellence of God's power. The Bible says we are the treasure of God in us, but we ourselves, we are like clay. You know, clay is very fragile. Any little brush against a clay, clay of jar, it can just, it can crack, it can, it can be broken. But God has put this, his power in us, in that form, so that it is God that will take the glory so that we cannot, it is not by our own self, but it's by trusting God. Even when we are cracked up, we can still go to God and trust him that his power will work in us. God delights to use the things that are foolish, that looks foolish to people. God will use it to bring glory to himself. So be encouraged. You know, you can, your testimony can bring, can bring hope to people. I mean, one of such example that is life that went through agonizing setbacks and failure, but because he remained defiant, because this person, uh, he chose to just continue. He has been a testimony. He's been used to inspire many. And that, that person is Abraham Lincoln, the 16th president of the United States of America. He has inspired so many 
people because of his uh, the story of his life. He went through so much. He went. He lived through some even emotional, personal issues. Like three of his sons died before they reached adulthood, and both of his parents died while Abraham Lincoln was still young. I mean, just to think about it, like I made a list of some of the things that he went through. For example, in 1831, Abraham Lincoln failed in business. In 1832, Abraham Lincoln was defeated for state legislature. In 1833, Abraham Lincoln tried a new business and he failed. In 1835, Abraham Lincoln's fiancé died. A year after that, in 1836, Abraham Lincoln had a nervous breakdown. In 1843, Lincoln ran for Congress and he was defeated. In 1848, Lincoln ran again and was defeated again. In 1855, Lincoln ran for the Senate and he lost. In 1856, he ran for vice president and he lost again. In 1859, again, he ran for the Senate. He was defeated again. Then in 1860, Abraham Lincoln was elected president of the United States of America. You know, what matters most is not how many times we fail, but that we keep getting up. We keep going. Because he kept going, he was able to, Abraham Lincoln was used to preserve America, to preserve the Union of America, to, pres uh, to, to abolish slave trade. Today is regarded as a true American hero. His brilliance and his courage is inspiring many people. But his success was not made on a rosy bed. Beloved, what matters most is not how many times we fail, but that we never stop trying. And I want to encourage you today. If you have been in that place, we have lost some things. Things have happened in your life and you're grieving and you feel you're thinking about the loss. And you're thinking about how am I ever going to get back up? How am I ever going to make up for this? I want to leave you with this word. In Joel chapter 2 verse 25, God says, I will restore to you the years that the swimming locust has eaten. The hopper, that means the grasshopper, the destroyer. And the Kotsam, my great army which are sent among you, God said that he, he will turn it around for good. He will restore to you those lost years. God wants to restore back to you the lost years. God wants to set you above every setback and failure that you might have had. I want to encourage you today to not allow setback to hold you back. It's time to, you want to press forward like David did. We don't know how long it took for David to for David's prayer to be answered. David was answered. His prayer, he, God gave him, gave him total deliverance from all. It wasn't overnight, but because he, he persevered, he stood. And when you look at this prayer that David prayed, David, David didn't just pray any prayer. Psalm 34 verse 4, let me just read it again. The Bible says in Psalm 34 verse 4, David said, I sought inquired of the Lord and required of him of necessity and on the authority of his word and he heard me and delivered me from all, all, all my fears. David examined and looked at his trouble through the lenses of God's word and he made his request to God based on what God has promised in the word. He based his request on the authority of God's word. I'm going to have to finish here today and then I'm going to continue the next episode because of the time. 
But I want you to just reflect on this. David did not pray vague prayer for God to answer him. He didn't pray like, okay, God, let your will be done. Just thy will be done. Anyhow, any way, just thy will. He didn't pray wishes, wishful prayer like, God, I just wish that God will just help me. I hope God will answer. I hope God will answer my prayer. I wish that he will. He didn't pray that kind of prayer. He did not even beg God like, oh God, please help me. Oh God, have mercy. Help me. If you help me, I will be happy. If you help me, I will do this. I will do that. He didn't pray begging prayer. He simply based his prayer on the authority of God's word. And the Bible tells us that God heard him and God answered him. And answered all his prayers, delivered him from all. We don't know how long it took, but David was willing to stand on the promise, on the authority of God's word, believing that God's word is a final authority. And that's what I want to encourage you today. As we're going to pray now, we're going to pray. And I want to encourage you that as David did, he took time to spend time in the word of God. He sought the word of God and he took the word of God back to God and said, God, you said in your word, this is what you promised you have made in your word, that you will deliver your children. God had made a promise to the, um, to the Israelites that he will fight their battle. He will bless them. God said if they will listen to God, if they will be obedient to God, God said he will take care of them. He will bless them. When they go out, they will be blessed. When they come back, they will be blessed. Their kitchen door will be blessed. Everything about them will be blessed. Their life will be blessed. Their, the fruit of their womb will be blessed. It said that they are, he will deliver them from their enemies. When the enemies come after them one way, God said he will scatter them seven ways. God promised them. And David took that promise and said, God, you promised in, in your word that you are my deliverer. You will help me. You will deliver me. You will make a way. You will bless me. He took the word of God back to God based on the authority of God's words. And this is what we have to, how we have to pray. We, we have to take hold of the word of God. What has God promised you concerning that situation? Take time to meditate on the word of God. Look at the word of God. Examine your situation by the word of God. And stand on that word. Take that word before God. And like David, this is what your word has promised, Lord. I am expecting you to do what you said you would do in your word. I believe this word and I'm going to stand on the authority of your word as a final authority in my situation. And as we are going to pray now, this is what we are going to do as well. We're going to stand on the word of God. I'm setting myself in agreement with you now as we pray. I want you to take time in your heart. Now mention that thing to the Lord. Mention that issue. And as we pray now, don't just let it go. Take time to continue to stand on the word of God. If you are believing God for healing in your body, it can happen immediately. God is able to do it immediately. So you can believe God for deliverance. But if you don't feel anything, if you don't see anything, don't stop there. Stand on the word of God. Take authority and stand on the authority of God's word. And you will see the deliverance of the Lord. Because God is faithful. What he did for David, he can do for anyone who, who is willing to stand, who is willing to take God at his word. God does not respect anybody more than anybody. It's when we come by, based on his word, we are equal before God. 
So we're going to pray now and believe God based on the authority of God's word as a final authority in your life in Jesus' name. Please bow your head and let's pray. Father, I just thank you today for your word. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to just spend time together and to just take time to look into your word. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for your power. Thank you for you are our deliverer. You are the God who delivers from all. You delivered David. You are not a respecter of person. What you did for David, you are also able to do. For that one right now, who is believing for you to intervene? Who is believing for your hand to intervene in their situation? Father, in Jesus' name, I just pray for everyone under the sound of my voice right now. As they have come with expectation and believe. Lord, I pray that let the, your power be released into that life in the name of jesus let your hand move in their situation lord i come against sickness in their body i come against oppression of the enemy i come against depression oppressive mind i command the enemy to lose your mind in jesus name i command the power of the evil one to be broken of your body i take authority over that sickness that bowel sickness Somebody, you got something in your bowel. In the name of Jesus, I speak healing. I speak restoration in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you. I take authority over that breast cancer. In the name of Jesus, I curse it at the root to die. In the name of Jesus. Father, I ask for a new a new, a new, new path, a new breast for that person in Jesus' name. You are our healer. You are our deliverer. Father, I just thank you, Lord. I thank you for the reign of your spirit right now. Thank you that you're pouring out your spirit right now. Father, I thank you for the touch of your spirit, a renewal, renewal of strength. Somebody, God, is giving you strength in your body. Somebody, you've been so hopeless and so just giving up. God says, arise, arise, my child. It's a new day. It's a new season. I am touching your life and I am going before you to make a way for you. Arise in hope. Let hope rise up in you. It's not time to give up, but it's time to press forward in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you that you turn failure into testimony. That Lord, you arise on behalf of your people. Thank you for testimony in Jesus' name. We praise you and we bless you. Thank you, Father, for all that you are doing right now. Thank you, Lord, for keeping your people. Thank you, Lord, for preservation. Thank you, Lord, for answered prayers. We have asked all this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. We thank the Lord. Thank you so much. The Lord is strong on your behalf. I want you to continue to believe God. Even if you don't feel anything right now, don't stop there. Keep pressing forward. Take God. God's word as a final authority in Jesus' name. It is well with you. Until next time, I'll see you again. Bye-bye.